Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Revenant Podcast. In today's episode, I will be dissecting the nature of the Brotherhood of Steel from the Fallout franchise, and trying to really understand why they are not such a benevolent faction as some people may think they are. And as always, I hope you enjoy. Now, as I have said before, I have gone, um, I have a, this thing I'm doing where I'm going to be playing every Fallout that, um, I can, not the original two, but, you know, three to four, not, no, three to, three to 76, um, and I'm going to be playing them to the fullest extent to which I can play them to the best of my ability, basically so that I, I, I will never have to, I will never feel the need to start another playthrough again. And so far I've done that with Fallout 3. And I am currently in the process of doing that with Fallout 4 with some mods to enhance the experience. Well, Currently, you know, during this time, I have been exposed to a lot of the Brotherhood of Steel. And you, you know, because I've, you know, I played Fallout 3 most recently, and now that I'm into Fallout 4, I've, I have seen two sides of the Brotherhood that have, that are transpiring, you know, evolving in front of me. And... Honestly, it it's just something that I feel like I need to talk about, about the, just the, the nature of the Brotherhood of Steel. Because a lot of people think that what they're doing, like, at heart, is good, right? You know, the preserving technology to prevent mankind from annihilating itself once again and creating, you know... But, you know, just playing God and just doing things that should not be done. Like creating, you know, just atom bombs, uh, creating F- the FUV virus, anything like that. Now, the thing is, the Brotherhood is not actually that great. And I don't just mean, like, in the things that they do, like the, the way they conduct themselves. I mean the the what I just described their their long term goal the their whole goal that they have for their entire faction that's not even that great either and uh today I hope to explain my reasoning as to why uh in the shortest amount of time as I can possibly make it but basically uh so I'll just start off by describing how. The Brotherhood, you know, the Brotherhood was created by Roger Maxson. Technically, technically, before the war. You see, Roger Maxson and a bunch of other soldiers, and I, forgive me because I cannot forget the reasons why he was there, but he went to a military, he was sent to a military lab and whatnot, and this lab, this military facility, is where they were, it's one of the main places where they were creating the FUV virus, which is 
what creates which is what created super mutants and gave way to just untold amounts of people's lives being lost and basically what ended up happening was that Roger Maxson saw what the the scientists were doing and what the United States government was doing and he took it upon himself to to stop them and he killed everybody in the lab with him and his group of soldiers that he came with they killed everybody in the lab like they 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 just straight up committed high treason <laughs> against the United States but it just so happened that right after this ha- like literally like right after this happened the bombs dropped the great war happened and he was safe because they were the, the facility they were in was an underground facility and they were pretty they were safe from bombs and the nuclear fallout that occurred immediately afterward in the aftermath and they were safe and they survived and from that point on Arthur Maxson Roger Maxson and uh, and the group of soldiers he was with they founded the Brotherhood of Steel with the purpose as I said before of keeping technology out of you know uh, unworthy hands so that another human catastrophe can be prevented. And over the course of time, they, you know, it's interesting because they reached a certain point in their, like, in the society where they just, they grew to the point where they were able to send different, like, whole chapters of the Brotherhood into different parts of the country. But... Interestingly, you don't actually see the Brotherhood is it is in a weird place because they don't the main chapter of the Brotherhood is in a weird place because they do not um, they don't let in outsiders. They just are very they're isolationist and they do not trust you know the the common people because you know that's their whole thing they they don't believe they're worthy to. They're, they're the result of humanity's failure, basically. Um, they're above super mutants and all mutated, you know, in creatures, but still, they're not, they're not, they're not members of the Brotherhood, so they can't be treated as, you know, decent people. But yeah, basically, they they kind of have created this thing where they're just going to cannibalize each other. <laughs> And at some point, and it's kind of, eh, well, and, but that's only true for certain parts of the Brotherhood. Uh, other parts don't do that, so they'll survive. Um, but basically, I, f- I feel like I need to describe this. I'm going to get to the East Coast chapter of the Brotherhood later, and I will talk even more about them in the next Wednesday episode, because there's another thing that I... Something not nothing big, but something small that I've been, you know, uh, wondering about that I'll I'll uh, talk about later. But right now, I'm not gonna talk about the East Coast. I'm just talking about the Brotherhood. It's like the Brotherhood of Steel itself, and then what the the principles that they follow and the, the creed that they follow, and the, what they're built, their what their entire faction is 
built from. The Brotherhood of Steel are no better than the Enclave. And the Enclave are a faction of authoritarian, fascist, uh, American remnants. Basically, it's the American government turned into an authoritarian, fascist regime that is hell-bent on just eradicating every single trace of what the world has become and just trying to bring about a you know, the way the world was, the way America was before, and just making it, making it even better what it was before, right? You know, this new, pure society and, you know, just crazy, stupid talk that every, you know, fascist authoritarian regime has ever said. But, yeah, Brother to Steel, they're just as bad. Well, not just as bad, but they're about as bad. And it's actually funny because they are they're, they're enemies from the get-go. Like when they first encountered, encountered each other, they were enemies from the start. And it's actually kind of weird because they both view themselves as remnant like the, the they both view themselves as the the, uh, the, the the descendants of the United States government, the true United States government and the Enclave embraces that idea more so. I mean, it's what their whole faction's built. That whole idea, it's what it's built from. But the Brotherhood, they also believe that too. You know, they, they'll frequently talk about the Enclave as traitors. And you might be thinking, well, traitors to what? Well, traitors to the United States of America, which is a little weird. But, you know, the you know the Brotherhood, they, they still have this weird, you know, they still have this mindset that, you know, about, like, you know, America and patriotism to the United States, which is ironic because Roger Maxson committed high treason, but whatever. Um, and I get I get why he did it, because in his mind, he was a true American, and he was not allowing these people who were, in his eyes, weren't real Americans who were experimenting on civilians, even if they were criminals. Like, just inhumane atrocities basically being committed in the United States government, and he views himself as, you know, the real American as opposed to these guys who are not real Americans. So I guess that's, that's why the Brotherhood has that idea. But anyway, Brotherhood, they have this whole thing where they believe that they are protecting, like they are actively saving the human race by taking technology from anybody and anyone that they deem to be important enough that it needs to be kept out of everybody else's hands. They believe that they, they are pr- protecting humanity by doing this. Okay, to an extent, they are. To an extent. But here's the problem, and this is a... Well, think about this. Raiders in the Fallout franchise... The Raiders are gangs of violent murderers, rapists, thieves, just the worst people. Like, they're gangs of, of the worst people ever. 
basically. They have, they, they are just everything wrong with humanity, humanity that, that remained after the Great War, after the bombs dropped. They are, they are the, you know, they are the aftermath of the worst parts of humanity. They are the continuation of it, basically. And, um, raiders, they, they see themselves as better well, not necessarily as better, but they see themselves. Uh, they they don't they only care about themselves. Um, at the end of the day, they'll kill one another for uh, like a. They'll kill each other over anything. It doesn't really matter. Um, they only care about themselves. They take whatever they want. If they want it, they won't, They'll just take it. They don't care who it is. They don't care who they have to screw over or kill. Um, okay, so yeah. Those are raiders. Now let's look at the Brotherhood of Steel. What does the Brotherhood of Steel do? The Brotherhood of Steel only truly cares about themselves at the end of the day. They are only concerned about their own people. They might say that they're doing this to save humanity or that they care about a, a certain group of people. Like, for example... Elder Maxon in Fallout 4, he says that you know, he cares about the people of the Commonwealth and yada, yada, yada. He really cares about them. And that's just not true. It's just not true. Actions speak louder than words. Because if they truly cared about you know, the, the common people, the, the people who are just trying to survive one day at a time in this hell that is the fallout wasteland, the fallout earth, you know, the fallout world. Um, if they really were, you know, if they were really concerned about those people and wanted to protect them at any cost, they would not be actively taking from them anything they want as long as it contributes to their cause because that's how they excuse it. It's just, you know, it's, that's how they excuse it. It's as long, well, as long as it's for the cause. Like, for example, Fallout 4. You can be sent on patrol missions by the Brotherhood um, to go to settlements um, and basically take the settlement's entire harvest of crops by any means necessary. And I do by I do mean by any means necessary, like that's word for word what they tell you to do. Proctor Teigen, who's the guy who sends you on the mis- mission, he tells you just get the get the food by any means necessary. And the thing is um some people might say, "Well, that's not official brotherhood. That didn't come from the high, you know, higher up." Well, actually that's not true because Proctor Teigen himself says that it it both is and isn't official military business which that's a problem that's a problem really i mean the fact that he just it's just see the brotherhood you know in this instance they're taking the entire harvest the harvest of just a little like a family just living out in the wasteland trying to survive they will take everything they have simply because they deem themselves more 
basically more more valuable than them. Their li- their lives and that you know the the their need to eat to to be fed is greater than theirs. They don't care that they have plenty of food to go around. I mean, for you know now, but it it's just it's ridiculous because they are showing this, they are doing the same thing raiders do by taking whatever they want by any means necessary. And it's apps and and also they're shoot first, which is crazy. That's another thing that they have in common with the raiders. They're shoot first. They're almost always host. They are almost immediately hostile to anybody and everyone. They will declare war on anybody that they disagree. Like if they even ha- if you are even remotely at odds with them in terms of your ideals or your goals, or you have any sort of diff- you know difference in how you know in in what you do, they will consider you an enemy and will wage war on you. Which, as I said is telling of a fascist authoritarian regime. So the thing is, is that the Brotherhood, at the end of the day, are hypocrites um, for various, in various different ways. They're hypocrites in one way where basically they see themselves as, and I mean, they don't say this out loud, but they, they might as well. They view themselves as above the common people who are trying to survive, right? They are trying they are they view themselves as above them and they actively um just look down on them and just insult them and you know, just they don't treat them as people almost. Well they do, but it's they don't treat them with any respect, acting as if they're above them. In any, like just just because they have some power armor and they have weapons and they have, you know they're an army and yada yada yada, just because of that, they view themselves as above them. They're more civilized than them. And the ironic part about that is that they conduct themselves the same way that raiders do. And as I said, raiders are the worst. They the worst. The raiders represent the worst part of humanity. In the Fallout franchise, well, one of the worst parts, the most violent and cruel part of it. But they, and it's just funny, they they view themselves as above the common people, but they do, um, they conduct themselves the same way as raiders, which are the lowest of the low. And that is hypocritical. That is a contradiction, and, and the Brotherhood Honestly, they're just, they have this whole thing, and it's just, uh, um, and, but not even that. The whole, their whole ideal, their whole in-game goal, protect humanity, just save, you know, save the human race by preserving technology, blah, 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 keeping it out of the wrong hands, you know, that's, that, that, there's a flaw in that, and it's really, really just, it's kind of complicated. Basically, here's here's the thing you have to think about. Their whole thing, they want to keep technology out of the wrong hands. Well, here's the thing. Who deems 
who 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 is the one who deems the technology being in the wrong hands like they they want to keep technology from from being abused right okay well who's just i mean who's deciding what's an abuse of technology you are are you deciding what qualifies as an abuse of technology cuz think about it they could say that um let's say i don't know um let's say a group of wastelanders went on a scavenging mission and they found this this uh bunker out in the wasteland they gain access to the bunker and they find this high tech weapon that's like a prototype weapon and it's like super lethal and dangerous but those wastelanders they uh they're from a very very like poor settlement they they don't you know they're really struggling to get by they are constantly being attacked by mutants and ferals and all this and that and this this weapon that they find this prototype weapon this this can be like their you know the one thing that saves them like it's going to be their first, it's going to be their main defense this weapon's so powerful that it can hold off these mutants and raiders and ferals and all that well let okay well yeah take you know think about all that and then then the brotherhood comes in the brotherhood sees that they're using this prototype weapon and they're going to say oh that's an abuse of technology what why is it an abuse of technology it's an abuse of technology if the brotherhood isn't using it if the brotherhood doesn't have it and the brotherhood isn't using it it's an abuse of technology it doesn't matter that those wastelanders were just simply defending themselves so they could live their lives and not be slaughtered doesn't matter because they're not the brotherhood of steel and they have a piece of technology that the brotherhood wants so they're just going to take it they don't care who they hurt along the way right so that's the whole thing what qualifies as it you the whole problem is that the brotherhood is is defining what what qualifies as an abuse of technology and that's not okay that's an authoritarian like that is not something you can't just define that because this is what i'm saying they're selfish they're a selfish faction they only care about themselves they will take whatever they want purely because it's for their quote-unquote cause and their cause, as I just said at the end of the day, is is just flawed for the reasons I just listed. Um, but it's not just that. It's the whole saving humanity part that really gets on my nerves. The Brotherhood of Steel. Basically, okay, actually, no, let's think about this. Pre-war. Pre-war world and fallout. Okay? The world was a really bad now i want to say a horrible place but it was pretty bad there was corruption everywhere there was just 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 war death i mean it was it was pretty bad okay like because the american government was kind of like sheltering the the americans some of the you know a lot of the american citizens but it's not just that almost always in fallout 
when you say, when you discover a pre you know a pre war location that has a pre you know lore in it about you know uh, somebody you know a story that the, the like environmental storytelling that the environment tells you a story about something that happened before the war more often than not you see situations happen where it's literally human beings being the worst that they can possibly be you most often see this when you explore vaults where vault tech was doing these asinine just social experiments that are just absolutely completely unethical inhumane just things that should never be experimented on and it's like really and i mean it's like really bad you can look it up it's like there's some of the, some of them are just so bad like just horrible and you see all of these things and all of these things they didn't happen after the war when the world descended into chaos and madness and radiation and everyone was killing each other to survive and looting and just everything burning in the wake of the atomic bombs no no that wasn't then this was before the war this was happening before the war and it's just, I mean, well, the things in the vaults, they weren't happening before the war, but the people who designed the vaults, who created the social, social experiments, they were doing all that before the war. I mean, and it's, it's just ridiculous. And then you had, you know, the United States government. They were actively, uh, basically, they had a situation that was like uh, the United States government during World War II the Japanese internment camps. They had a similar situation, but this was with Chinese American citizens. And now here's the thing. To some level, I understand, like, okay, so in, in real world with the, the Japanese internment camps, what happened to those Japanese Americans, those Americans were just wrong. Like it was just wrong. It was wrong what happened, period. It was wrong. It was very wrong. Shouldn't have happened. Here's the thing, though. I do understand their reasoning. I understand why they did it. They shouldn't have done it. But I understand why they did it. Because they couldn't, for all, for all they knew, there were the whole infrastructure of the United States was just completely swarming with, with Japanese spies, for all they knew. So instead of just wasting their time trying to root out, you know, spending hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to figure out if some if one person's a spy and does and ends up not being a spy. They just decided to round them all up and put them in a camp. Or well, I'll put quotations around camp. Uh, yeah, so it was wrong. I understand why they did it though. It's not excusing it. I just understand why they did it. Same thing with the fallout. You know, in, in 22, uh, 70, I don't even know, 20, I don't even know, 2070 something is when these things were happening. Basically, they did the same thing, both Chinese Americans and, but here's the word, here's the problem though. They didn't just put them in like, in, just relocated them into these, you know, these camps. They were literally torturing and experimenting on them. Like, 
full-blown human dissection and all this and that. And don't even get me started on the whole robo-brain stuff that was happening. The, the, the people who were creating the robo-brains were like, serious. like, that's another thing. Like, the fact that people, right, were dissecting other people who, they didn't know anything about these people. They were literally just sent, they were sent, these people, they were, uh, these people were given to them to be experimented on and dissected and be lobotomized. And the only thing that they were told, they weren't really told anything, but they were told that these people, uh, you know, deserved it. That they were prisoners and got it. They were the worst of the worst. Now, in some cases, that was the case. They did have serial killers and uh, uh, serial killers and you know rapists and all these people. You know these bad people. Now, that's another thing. I don't know why on earth you would want to use a rapist and a serial killer's brains to operate a highly you know technologically advanced robot that's going to be serving the United States military in active combat. I have, like, I don't know who thought that was a good idea. I don't know who thought any of the whole RoboBrain project was a good idea. That was just ridiculous. But, yeah, it wasn't just, you know, that kind of criminal. You would have people who were, like, who, like, committed just, like, they didn't even act, like, like, uh, for example... In the Automatron DLC, when you learn, when you go to that RoboBrain facility and you learn about how the RoboBrains were created and yada yada, you have this terminal where it lists a bunch of the, it lists a bunch of the, uh, uh, the, uh, pe- the, you know, the people who ended up getting lobotomized and, you know, dissected, and if you, as you go down the list, you you realize that there are people on here who did not even come, like, they didn't even do anything that even remotely deserved getting lobotomized. Like, one of them uh, committed, I think it was manslaughter, or something like that. One of them accidentally, it was an act, they accidentally killed someone. It was an accident, like, that's what the court had like, no, that's what they ruled. It was an accident. And he ended up, but he ended up serving time in prison. They took him because he had no family members or anything, like no family to speak of. They took him and just put him to death and lobotomized him. And, and I mean, it just it's just terrible, terrible things that happened before the war. Humanity was at a horrible, just point in its existence in the fallout universe where atrocities were being committed and no one was batting an eye like they were just completely normal it's not it's not even it's not even like the holocaust it's not it's not like the it's not even like the jewish holocaust where you know you had you know german civilians you know who weren't jewish you know who who knew that who knew that these these uh, the Jew the Jewish Germans were being put into these camps and that they were being killed. They didn't want to know how they were being killed, but they knew that they were being killed en masse. And when the war ended, they you know a lot of them they feigned ignorance. Some of them were completely ignorant on it, but 
A lot of them weren't, and they just feigned ignorance. And they, you know, but during the war, during when it was happening, they just pretended that it wasn't happening. They were lying to themselves and yada, yada. Well, that's not even what's happening here. What's happening here is that people are, like, acknowledging, like, that this is happening. That people are being dissected while they're alive. They're getting lobotomized without a complete, with a complete disregard for their lives or anything. Like, a complete disregard for human life just out the window. And they are normalizing it. Like they are completely, they acknowledge it and they accept it. They think it's justified. And it's just crazy that these things were happening before the war. And so it shows that the problem here is that the Brotherhood, they are, they think they're saving humanity, but they're not. They are just continuing the problems that, that humanity was uh, suffering through during the war. Because, and during the war, uh, before the war. And what I mean by that is, like, you know how I said raiders are like the worst, they represent the worst of the worst of society. Um, that, you know, they're the they're worst of the worst of society that remains after the war. And I, you know, and I said that. Brotherhood is like extremely similar to just a, a simple raider gang in the way they conduct themselves, the way they go about things, the way they go about obtaining technology. It's they're they're almost like they're so similar, right? The Brotherhood is actively continuing the problems with humanity. They are being selfish, they're not caring about others, they are they are refusing to have uh to uh really like they're they're narrow-minded they are in a lot of places in a lot of cases they're uh xenophobic but uh that's another thing i'm gonna get to later but yeah they are they are like showing they are continuing the things that's wrong with humanity they're not they're not putting aside just petty just superficial differences. They are act actively just continuing the trend, basically. Continuing the things that are wrong with humanity. They're being selfish. They're being, uh, you know, authoritarian. They're fascist. They're, it, they only care about themselves. They will hurt anybody to get what they want. They don't care who it is. And they, de they deem themselves above other people. Simply because they're in the Brotherhood of Steel, because they're fighting for a, a you know a higher cause, you know a, you know a great you know a good cause and stuff, they deem themselves as their lives are more valuable than than a, a, a settler who is just trying to li you know live basically, just trying to live every every day of his life, every minute, every second trying to survive and not be slaughtered by some mutated creature or some raider, some other human being, right? It, it's just, it's, it's just ridiculous that they, that an entire organization which has grown so much in, you know, the 200, over the 200 years that has passed, 
in the Fallout franchise, and since the war, the bombs fell, and they've grown. But it's the fact that they they are so blind to their own flaws and completely dogmatic about it. It's crazy. It really is crazy, and it's absolutely ridiculous because. Like I said, they're just continuing. They're just continuing what's wrong, and there's another. There's another little side of this too. They say that they're protecting humanity, right? They're not, as I've explained. But it's not just this. You can't say that you're protecting humanity when you actively do not bother to save the lives of the people around you. That's what they do. The Brotherhood, if they're in a certain location, they will not protect a local settlement. They will not provide or aid that local settlement. I mean, they should be, just for the sake of saving lives and showing some kindness and generosity and, you know, just, you know, saving humanity. You're not just saving humanity by saving lives. You're saving humanity by teaching people what it means to be good right to 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 uh what it means to care for one another to put it to understand that we're all human beings at the end of the day right aside the petty superficial crap the thing is is that they just kind of, they just they don't do that they don't put any of that aside they don't do things just they they don't do things Simply because it's right. They do it if it benefits them. That is why they cannot say that they protect humanity. It's why I, every time I'm playing Fallout, I'm talking to somebody in the Brotherhood of Steel, and they, they say that. They start spewing this, this dogma, this Brotherhood, you know, radical dogma crap, and this, I, you know, all this stuff about they're saving humanity. It really gets on my nerves because it's not what the, you're not doing anything. You're actually making it worse. People fear the Brotherhood of Steel because they know they'll take whatever they want. I mean, it's it's frankly it's just sad. And it's and in another aspect, um, here's an example: Fallout Four, right? If you go down the uh, the railroad path in the main story and you go you know do the railroad ending you have to like you have to i'm pretty sure you have to uh destroy the brotherhood of steel also i'm almost 100 percent sure that's what that's what the that i think it's a man that's a mandatory thing that you have to do well here you well here's the reason why the Brotherhood of Steel, who has declared war on the Institute, and by the way, they have had no interaction with the Institute. Now, the Institute is a di whole different conversation. Like, they're evil too. <laughs> like, they're bad. They're really bad. I don't need to say that because Fallout 4 pretty much, you know, shows you that they're bad. Like, really bad. So, yeah. But despite that, it, it, just ignoring that. Ignoring that. Ignoring the fact that they're super evil. The Brotherhood, they, did, they weren't, they didn't declare war in the Institute because they were, uh, because they were committing these atrocities. Well, 
well, well, it, well, that, wait, well, that's kind of complicated. Hold on. Well, okay, let, let me reword it. They weren't waging war against the Institute because they were taking, they were, they were kidnapping people, killing them, and then playing God and creating a, a replicated version of them that's sentient, like that, 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 that's actually like a, like a person, like a living person with its own thoughts and feelings. But they put the memories of the person that they just killed into that, per, into that synth. And it believes that it is that person. That, they, they weren't doing, they weren't waging war because they, they were committing these, you know, they did, they experimented with FEV. They create, they're the reason super mutants are in the Commonwealth. They didn't wage war for any of those reasons. They waged war simply because they were creating synths. And that they created super mutants. That's it. Not because they were taking lives, but because they created super mutants. And that they created synths. Now, I'm going to get on to the whole discussion about the, the, the Brotherhood's attitude towards all that in a minute. First, I, I'm going to talk about the East Coast, you know, where, you know, what it was before that. But anyway, let me just finish this part. Uh, the, the whole problem here is that they are not helping. They tell themselves that they are helping, that they're saving humanity. They're not. It's just an excuse to take what they want, to, to, to just make it, you know, make their lives easier, like a raider. They don't care who they hurt. They do not care about the people that they are, you know, living with in an area that they're in. They don't care about those people. They don't. They say they might say they do. They don't. They 100% do not care because if they cared, they would be providing food. They would be providing protection. No, mainly protection. They would be providing protection. They would be providing some sort of infrastructure in its in, in in the economy of the of the area they would be actively trying to establish a local government that they they don't rule like they don't rule this government obviously like they're not they're not trying to unite the people of the land so that they can take care of themselves and just and you know and care, you know care you know care for one another and work together they're not doing any of that they simply move from place to place taking what they want they take whatever they want because they deem it an abuse of technology and they just take it because they want it because the only people who are allowed to have these things are the brotherhood of steel why just because because no because we're above everybody else we 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 are we are more we're better than all of you because we you know we're stealing all your crops we're stealing an entire year's worth of food that you've collected or we're 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 taking the only line of defense that you have against the horrors of the wasteland because we're saving humanity right right yeah, so 
absolutely yeah yeah i don't really need to say much else on that aspect it's ridiculous and sad that they would that they're so blind to their own flaws that they they just continue doing it over and over again but now i think it's time that i talk about the east coast brotherhood the east coast brotherhood um originally was led by elder lions who was a man who you know was devoted to the ideals of the brotherhood of steel you know he followed the same creed same philo- you know philosophy and he you know at, you know he didn't much care for other people but the thing is is that when he was sent by the 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 main chapter of the brotherhood the west coast he was sent to the east coast he was mainly sent to washington dc and the whole time he was actually he wasn't say, actually no he went he went looking for an, another chapter of the brotherhood that went missing uh in chicago and he never found them. He found no traces of them. So he just kept going. When he almost was at DC, he um, he went through the pit, which was which is a post-war Pittsburgh. The pit is a literal hellhole. It there's this disease that plagues anybody and everyone that lives that is there for an extended period period of time there are horrible things being done. basically the everyone who lives there is a is a raider basically you know there you know there's slavers there there's just murder mayhem just it's just ter- it's just horrible it's a horrible disgusting terrible place horrible it was so bad that when elder lions was when they were passing through, he could not, like he he like he morally could not just stand there and just walk away from the things that were happening there. So he just completely just like he basically he rained hellfire down on the entire all of the pit and just and just like wiped it clean, not wiped it clean, but he purged it basically. And that's the reason why the pit uh, survives to uh, to the to when uh, Fallout Three takes place. The the only reason why the the pit is like you know there's people still in it, people alive still, and it's somewhat functioning, even though it's you know like a slave state. But yeah, despite all that, the reason why it still exists is because the Brotherhood came in and just wiped out. Every, everything that was even remotely hostile, and now that might sound bad, that they just shot anything that was even remotely hostile. You have to understand that the people there were insane, like they were crazy. The only people who there were, there was only a few people there who were not being affected by this disease that were just completely destroying every sense of morality in every one of these people. They had no sense of right and wrong. They were just doing things for the sake of doing them for selfish reasons, blah, blah, blah. 
they were basically the worst of the worst. So when they purged the whole place and killed everything that stood, you know, that attacked, you know, not not even attacked them, just got in their way. It's not a bad. It's not really a bad thing. I mean, it sucks that it had to happen, but it had it had to happen. But yeah, that whole thing, that whole thing, um, elder, it changed elder lines, and it, it was starting to affect him. The things that he saw that was happening to these people, um, and then when he got to DC, he saw how it was completely overrun with super mutants, just everywhere completely overrun and everyone who was in dc was just dying every day suffering they weren't living they were just dying every day like just left and right he saw that and he realized something he put aside his dogmatic views you know that the rest of the brotherhood shares he put that aside for a second and he realized that with the military might that he possesses he can actually actively save lives. He can actually better the lives of the people in the capital wasteland. He can, he can save these people. He can allow them to flourish as a society. He can allow children to grow up and actually live a life without having to you know, fear that they're going to be taken by a super mutant in the middle of the night one day and then get cut open and eaten. That's what he realized he could do. He could protect these people and give them a life. He can actually do something that's right and he can he can spread these these values of kindness, of of unity and all these things and and that's and he realized that he could just do all of those things and that's what he did he he stayed at DC he the brotherhood had a massive uh, foothold in DC for a while and then the Enclave, who had been pretty much almost completely destroyed during the events of Fallout 2? Yeah, Fallout 2, yeah. They uh, had been traveling east ever since then, and over time they had been growing. You know, they kind of rebuilt themselves. And they were going to D.C. I don't think they even knew that the Brotherhood was there at first, but they were going to D.C. because, you know, capital of the United States. Naturally, the, you know, authoritarian, fascist, American, you know, government would go to D.C., naturally. Um, so, yeah, they ran into the Brotherhood again, and purely because they are just mortal enemies, they fought each other, right? But here's the other thing. The Brotherhood of Steel actively facilitated the creation of of the the purifier at the Jefferson Memorial of uh, they, they 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 were they played an, an integral part in an, an integral part in the construction the the progressive I I can't speak uh, of the the progress and the creation of Project Purity which 
gave clean, fresh water to pretty much the entire Capital Wasteland. The entire tidal basin around the Jefferson Memorial, clean water, fresh, clean water. And it's so, it's so, like just, it's such a stark contrast between the wet, you know, the original, you know, the, the actual Brotherhood of Steel and what Elder Lyons was churning the Brotherhood of Steel into in the, in the East Coast. He was actually doing good. He was doing something right. He was actually in the moment and long term too, saving humanity. Now, at the same time, yes, he was. They, he was, you know, he was obviously, you know, he was doing uh, the, you know, the Brotherhood's main goal of preserving technology. But this time, it wasn't so merciless and just like without a care in the world, because they were taking technology from, you know, just from. They weren't actually taking things from people who were trying, who were just trying to get by. They were only taking it from, you know, raiders or, you know, the Enclave or just not even taking it from people. Just they were just they just found them, uh, found the technology. But, yeah, basically East Coast Brotherhood became something great. Now, when when Elder Lions decided to do this, a bunch of people who, who, you know, who were with him. They de- they thought he was being soft and that he was he was betraying the Brotherhood of Steel, that he was deviating entirely from their mission, and basically they left. They 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 just they just left the brother. Well, they didn't technically leave the brother. They left Elder Lions, and because they deemed him a traitor, and they just left. And to mock him, they called themselves the Outcast. And they basically were conducting themselves as, you know, the rest of the Brotherhood does, taking what they want in the name of saving humanity. And all the while, they were also trying to contact the main Brotherhood chapter in the West Coast. Now, here's the thing. I'm not going to get into... I think I'm gonna have to end it end it here. But um, next Wednesday, I'm going to get I'm gonna pick I'm basically gonna pick up here, but it's gonna I'm gonna divert the conversation, the discussion to, you know the 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 ethics and the morality of the Brotherhood of Steel, and I'm gonna divert it back to. I'm gonna divert it to this uh, mystery, basically that that's just been plaguing my mind since you know ever since I you know discovered this whole layer to the East Coast Brotherhood from, you know, between Fallout 3 and Fallout 4. And that's basically how the East Coast Brotherhood, after the death of Elder Lyons, after he just, he nat- you know, passed away naturally he of old age, um, how it turned from what he had created it to, to being... To basically reverting and going back to the to the radical dogmatic, uh, cruel Brotherhood of Steel from the West Coast. That's basically what I'll be discussing next Wednesday. 
but yeah, basically, that's all I really have to say. Um, and uh, you know, it's just, it's just, this has been something that I've been, I re- I've just noticed, like, because in the past when I was playing Fall three years, uh, Fall four years ago, I was just like, oh, cool, it's Brotherhood. I didn't really think much about what they, what the, what, what the Brotherhood was at the time because. I had played Fallout 3. That was my first Fallout. And I just, I love the Brotherhood in that game, and I still do. I love the East Coast Brotherhood. And then it became this thing, and I, I didn't really think about it at the time. But now I am, and now it's just really, I just really do not like the Brotherhood of Steel as a, as, as a whole, as a faction. I do not like them um, because of, you know, I've already, I mean, I've said, but it's sad because they could be something great. And you, you get a taste of that with Elder Lions and the East Coast Brotherhood. You get a taste of that. But you don't ever actually see it fully realized. But, you know, yeah. Um, I'm, I'll be continuing. I'll basically be doing, you know, continuing this next Wednesday. And um, I'll be looking forward to really going in-depth in the this mystery that's been plaguing my mind. And this little curious span of time that this gap in time that we really don't know anything about and it'll be really interesting to talk about what exactly happened between fallout 3 and fallout 4 thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast whether or not the time has been wasted is purely up to you Remember that new episodes release weekly every Wednesdays and Saturdays. On Wednesday, I cover a single topic and express my opinions of said topic. On Saturdays, I provide my opinions and commentary on multiple events that occur during the week. Again, thank you for listening in, and have a wonderful day.